0: And welcome to Woodman Corner, the podcast that actually records podcasts while other people are typing out about Daniel Sturridge joining <laughs> the Albion. Uh, I am Graham Brown, I'm here with Joe Chapman.
1: Oh, hello Graham. how are you?
0: I am really, really well and particularly pleased that we're responding quite so quickly to what is some, uh, looks like some great news for the Albion on the basis that... Uh, that Certain people might be able to stay fit. Um, so what we're going to do today, we're going to have a, a look at Sturridge. I have spoken to um, Neil Atkinson from the Massive Anfield Rap podcast um, who uh, who talks glowingly about Daniel Sturridge but also about his sort of physical failings. So that'll be interesting. Um, we'll chat Sturridge between ourselves and then uh, we've got quite a lot of more insight into the transfer window, which is obviously really coming to a head now. Um, so Joe, let's start off. Daniel Sturridge, has come to Albion. What do you think? I think it's...
1: Potentially, if everything goes swimmingly as we're all hoping it does, and you know he, he remains fit for as long as we as long as he can, as long as he can get himself going quickly, because we all know he hasn't played for a little while. So there's the match fitness thing and, and how sharp he's going to be immediately. Then I think it could be a, a, a bit of a masterclass of a signing. Hopefully, on paper, he's still got everything. He's a goal scorer in terms of his. uh goals to matches started for a Liverpool ratio it, it, it averages almost like two in three so it, you know it's it's a real real coup potentially um, he's, he's 28 he's still got England ambitions he still wants to go to the World Cup with Rush, uh, in Russia so you know it'll benefit him as well and it will you know, give him something to focus
0: on. I absolutely agree. I mean, I, I was a bit low yesterday after the, after the euphoria of Albion going to Liverpool and playing so well. Mm. When the Troy Deeney news came out, I was a bit low because I thought, you know, we've got we've got Rondon, we've got uh, we've got Rodriguez, we've got some workhorses. You know, Rodriguez is playing well lately, but fundamentally, know, yeah, some people are going to kind of run run through walls for you. Where's the brains? Where's the pace and so on? And I'm absolutely thrilled to hear about this. There's always the caveat with Daniel Sturridge about how much you'll play, but I think it's uh, it's a brilliant signing for for. Um, for that reason, I think if you look at his scoring record, as you say, it's, it's, um, it's massive. I think his age is right. Uh, and I think it's a gamble. Albion had to take a gamble. If you look at the strikers they've got, if you think about it, again, those ones I've just named, throw Hal Robson-Connor in it. It's far, far, far too safe. And then to add a Dini and you've got four safe strikers. You just can't play that safe. You've got to play your wildcard eventually. haven't you? Yeah,
1: yeah, you have to. Uh, you have to offer something different. And, and Sturridge is exactly that. I was just speaking to some of the guys in the office just then as well about about his kind of his history. He's played for the big boys, and he's he's had success as well at, at Chelsea and uh, predominantly at Liverpool. Uh, but he also had a loan spell when he was away as a youngster. We're talking a good six seven years ago now when he. Uh, he had half a season at Bolton, and it was the same time that we signed Carlos Vela. And I remember there was an interest from Bolton and Albion in both players, mm-hmm. and what we both ended up with one each. And uh, while Vela did, you know, he scored that goal against uh, Wolves and was very famous for that. And, but generally speaking, Sturridge's spell, he scored about eight, nine, ten goals in the second half of that season for Bolton. and kept them up. We had other wingy to fall back on, but but for them, it was a, it was a real. A real coup, and, uh, and and from there, you know, he really caught the eye. You know, he's got everything. Uh, Regarding to his family, you know, everyone knows about his his dad and his uncle, and you know, the history, the footballing history in the family. So he's, he, you know, he, and of course, the, the big thing is he's a brummy as well, and he's that's that's played a, that's quite clearly played a big big part in the draw in of of, uh, of coming here. Ahead of Newcastle, who were, were also equally uh, as interested in signing him.
0: Yeah, no, I think that those Birmingham routes are paid. Off. I, I'm I'm really pleased. So, so I to mean, just um, segue now to to, uh, to Neil Atkinson who's seen an awful lot more of, uh, of him than I have. But he uh, uh, kind of touched on something that which uh, which I thought as soon as this happened, which is that I started list. Um, Following uh, Sturridge on Instagram, he just comes off as a smart bloke. He comes off as someone who kind of uh, who kind of knows where he's at. You know they, you, you hear this chatter about his kind of injuries, and he'll only play when he's fully fit, and he'll answer in such a kind of a erudite way. You know we need to really hope that um, the injuries are kind of kind to us here. But that's one of the things uh, Neil will come on to say is that he's he's got a really really astute footballing brain. So I I put this on now. I think you'd agree. You know it's it's, it's great stuff. He, he he makes some really really positive. Uh, positive noises about it and this is someone who sees him week in, week out. OK, so I'm here with Neil Atkinson who's uh, from the Anfield Rap podcast which he, it's actually Neil's fault why I set up this blasted podcast so it's about time he, yeah, he came on it. Um, Neil, uh, who is in Dublin and uh, and has been doing a, little, a bit of consumption in the last uh, last few hours it should be fair to say. He's say, uh, thank you for joining us. Um, no problem at all. So, so it looks like Daniel Sturridge is on the way to the Albion. Uh, is he any good now?
2: Yeah, he is. And that's ridiculous. And there's Liverpool have got lots of players who are far better in a week in, week out sense, and more reliable than Daniel Sturridge for a variety of reasons. But he's absolutely brilliant. He's such a good footballer. He reads the game. His brain second to none. His touch is still phenomenal. The main issue is that he can't sprint, um, and that you don't know how many games you're going to get out of him across the course of a season. But he is. Still
0: What you've said is absolutely borne out in statistics. He scored something like about 65 goals in 48 games or 48 starts for Liverpool. Why doesn't he play? That's, that sounds. I do, and to be honest, that's, so we started to play four four two. He's going to play up front with either Jay Rodriguez or um, Salomon Rondon, who get through a lot of work. And what uh, we we're just talking about it then. I mean, what what we need is someone who's going to see a lot of the ball, really. So it, it sounds yeah. it sounds like that that fits in well with him.
2: Very much. If anything's for that, I think he's going to go from being the sort of lad who plays as number nine to maybe dropping back a little bit deeper and get more involved. So, the idea that if you have someone like Rondon or Jay Rodriguez running channels for him, putting that craft in, and then he can just sit and ask for it, create, but also arrive in the box, the question is not around how good his touch is, how good his finishing is, or how good his brain is. The only question is what his legs are up to.
0: Well, that's—I uh, mean—that's brilliant for Albion fans here. But I suppose that's the key question. I mean, we're, so we're going to have him for what? this another sixteen games or so on. How many of them do you think he'll actually play? I
2: don't know what the answer to that is because I can't work out if he's managing his fitness, if he's having his fitness being managed for him, or if he's just got massive injury issues. And I think that the key part of this is if there's a goal he scores for Liverpool pre-season against Bayern Munich and he sprints away from the Bayern Munich defence and he sprints towards goal and he drinks the keeper and when he drinks the keeper he literally pulls a muscle you can see the muscle go huh. and i think that if 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 there's a way in which Albion can get him and get him playing and get him active but without asking him to overexert that's the main thing i think i just don't think he's got overexert in him so there's a Daniel Sturridge there's a version of Daniel Sturridge that in the FA Cup Final and would be the best player on the pitch and he'd be absolutely phenomenal he'd be running around everywhere and charging around. If it was the last game of the season it's a Cup Final he'd look the absolute part. The problem is that he can't be doing that every single game because if he does every chance something goes wrong for him and then the one that if Albion are getting him in and he's going to be part of what keeps West Bromwich Albion up which I very much hope happens because of the Vine pub. If he's going to be part of that enterprise, then I think what you need is you
0: just need to be in for management, him, help him through, take him off on sixty, take him off on seventy, but have other lads do as well. Well, we're going we're going buy a a pant load of um, of cotton wool, and hopefully we'll be able to keep him uh, keep him fit for <laughs> a bit longer. Now, I really appreciate your time. You get back to uh, you get back to the Guinness, and uh, and all the best for the future. Uh, take care, boys. Cheers, mate. All the best. So that's really, really positive news, um, I think you'll, you'll all agree, as we keep saying, we keep harking back to fitness, but you know, that, that's that, that's someone who watches him week in, week out, so say things like that, you know, um, better striker than Harry Kane, he'll score you one in two, etc, 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 you really couldn't hear a better thing for the album, but it's not the only thing that's going on now, with transfer deadline day coming up, and it would be remiss of me not to suggest that you need to keep it um, pointed at the Birmingham Mail to find out the latest that's going on, but... Uh, it ain't me that's doing the hard work. It's it's Joe and others. So Joe, tell us the other stuff, non-storage related. Non-storage related. Well, I, the the big news
1: otherwise today is the signing of Ali Gabir who, uh, who has arrived on a on a six-month loan with the option to buy uh, from Zamalek in Egypt. Uh, I, already, I, I do. I gotta say, I do feel a bit for him because he he's coming. This is a huge move for him. The Premier League is comfortably the biggest league in Egypt, and uh, he, in, in terms of popularity, and. Uh, you know, straight away he's. Um, it's kind of been overshadowed by the stories news, but it, it's got under the radar a bit. It's a very similar kind of structure to um, to uh, the, the the Higazi deal that came came about in the summer. So they got the option to buy, and uh, I think it was a no nonsense r- really. Uh, it was very very clever the way they announced it this this afternoon. Higazi's uh, Higazi uh, introduced him to to the West Brom fans via the the club's Twitter account. Uh, and yeah, I spoke to an expert of Egyptian football last week and he, he gave a, a very, very good insight into what,
0: what is like. Well, do you want to give us a, I've got some thoughts on Kabir, but do you want to give us a 30-minute pricey of, of, of all of the, uh, the various rumours now? So you've got, we've got Kabir, talk, talk us through to Dini, outgoings and so on now, what, what, what you understand it is, and we'll talk Gabir we'll talk after
1: that. Dini, I just, I don't... If Dini's going to arrive now with the storage. Uh, arrival to be expected as well In the next day or so If, if, if the West Brom are going to bring Deeney in Before deadline day It's quite simple Someone has to leave the yep. club Now well, First of all I don't actually see where Deeney would fit in anyway Now, it we've, be, talked about, we've talked about how similar he is To the other strikers we've got anyway But
0: You have stories Then it's just a bit of overload isn't it You'd certainly be shifting to an embarrassment of Richard If you're not moving out of Rondon Or a Um up up Connery. Connery. Yeah. But there are players that you know, we've got what to so Livermore could he go?
1: So there's been a number of um, there've been a number of Albion players that have collected a little bit of interest this month. Livermore being one. The reports in London were suggesting that uh, that Crystal Palace are, are quite keen on him and bringing him back to London. He's it a London a boy. sort of player. He's a London boy. Uh, I think they're unsure about Yoan buys. Uh, contract status. I think he's. I think he's got. He's into the final run. He, I think he's up in the summer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Liverpool's got. He's got a pull, hasn't he? You know, he, he's an England international at the, at the end of it all. No matter how much you rate him or not, he, he's 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 rated by the people that matter, obviously. Yeah. So, uh, you know it, that. And also, of course, in, in the last few weeks, he's lost his place in starting eleven. So you've got Gregor Cakovic, Chris Brunt, and Gareth Barry doing very very well. Then you've got Claudio Jakob and Sam Field. So. If Morrison, to come back. And Morrison to come back so if there's, if there's a midfielder to leave it's yeah, not think, like Albion are going to suffer without them
0: I think they could afford to lose Livermore personally despite the fact that I actually think I've got more time from him than money. So I don't think he's shown it for Albion but I think the thing with that Livermore is a context player if he's around the right sort of, uh, the right sort of player he, he can look decent I don't think it's ever worked out um, next to Barry which I don't know why because that seems to make sense to me but you know he'll do the running for you if you've got the brains from him I think yeah. too often we've, we've asked too much of him what about the others, McLean? McLean
1: uh, is uh, reportedly the interest of Derby County, who are chasing promotion at the top end of the Championship, right behind Wolves. Well, not that not that close behind Wolves, but you know, close enough. Um, and, uh, speaking to the club yesterday, that weren't aware there were reports, but they weren't aware of any uh, imminent business. And, and I don't think Albion would entertain alone Move anyway, you it's know it would be the game it, well. There's just nothing there, is there? You know, what's the point in loading out a player that when you've got Chadley and Morrison missing in the final third, you've now got Kieran Gibbs who potentially has a a, a hamstring worry, so that might put Chris Brunt left back. Yeah, you're gonna need a winger, aren't you? You have got Phillips who has fitness in the last six months has been in and out, and then you've got Ollie Burke who I'm not even I'm not convinced Pardew fancies him. No so I see Burke going out, you like. need yeah, yes, yeah, so you need you. you McLean uh on a loan deal would just be nonsensical. Other than that Claudio Jakob uh, again he's a player that I think if a deal if an offer came in that suited Albion I think that they would they would let him go. But uh, as as we reported last week he wouldn't be uh he wouldn't be coming back to uh, he wouldn't be going back to Argentina because they quite simply just can't afford his wages. I think Jacob at the age of 30 I think he is now it's a tough one isn't it it's like Malumbu they cut their ties with Malumbu at the right time I think in hindsight And you wonder whether Jakob who when everyone's fit is never going to be a starter anymore whereas once upon a time he was whether you know the time is right
0: for him and just finally in terms of to wrap, wrap up these that it, Johnny Evans do you think there's any mm. it seems to me to me that the noise is starting to say he ain't going to go
1: no well I, I it, you know we were kind of contemplating weren't we just Early today, and would no business be good business for Albion at this point? This yeah. morning, as of this morning, as of uh, Monday morning, would no business be good business? Could Albion get by with the rest of the season with what they had? You know, we've we've seen a real struggle at the start of Pardew's reign with goals, and then all of a sudden they've scored six in the last three. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it looks like Rodriguez is is firing now, and hope, hopefully that will continue. It's 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 fantastic news that they've they've uh, they're on the verge of bringing storage in, and they've obviously signed Gabir with the you know the option to look at him long term as well, and, and he wouldn't exactly cost the earth. So at this moment in time, I still can't see Johnny Evans going anywhere. You know, it would take a twenty million pound bid now or or more to you know something to to exceed that, and I don't think City are about to sign Laporta, uh, and and Arsenal, I don't think they're. Well preoccupied with Aubameyang So I don't think Evans will be
0: going anywhere So we'll see how this pans out I mean Arsenal could do some late work And obviously they've been focused on Aubameyang So maybe once that's happened that could happen so, But I think this leaves two talking points That we'll, we'll end on um, before it goes So let's say Evans does go We've yeah. brought in Ali Gabir. I'm racist because I know we both disagree with this <laughs> Evans goes We've got Ali Gabir. Right. What's that back for?
1: Hi- hypothetically yeah. I think you've got to go with the pyramids I, I just you know, they're they're renowned. They know each other inside out, very much like Macaulay and Evans were mm-hmm. and McCauley and Olsen before that. They know each, each other inside out. I think it'd be remiss of Albion to not utilise them as a pair. Which
0: means you keep Dawson at right back and keep yeah, it at left back.
1: I think so, yeah. I think I think I think that's what you do. It you know, obviously we're talking hypothetically. I still expect Evans to be there and I still expect Degarzi and Evans to be the, the two well, Albion, forward. They're there. But uh I mean I thought Niham did alright the other night against Liverpool I'm not suggesting he. left back isn't it? yeah that's a weird one isn't it it is a weird one but I, he, didn't, he didn't do too badly there last season at left back and he's not about to shift Dawson again so yeah I, I just think I think, I think Gabir would be a, I know obviously you, your yes. thoughts
0: so I would contest that I think we've lost our way a bit thinking that you can sign a, set, a Premier League center off for 250 grand and he'll actually start because we've managed to do such a good deal with Higazi I think, from what I've heard about Gabir I mean he's 31 I don't think he's as good as football as, as um, Higazi and he's, and he's slower He sounds like he's, a bit, he's better in the air and they can play well together but I just wonder if we've lost sight of two questions A is he better than McCauley um, is now? And I still think Macaulay, despite his age, is a good footballer. So I still think on balance it's probably more likely McCauley will play than Gabir. And secondly, is he a better option than playing nyme at right back and moving Dawson inside? And I think that's quite a safe bet as well. Right. So I'm not sure Gabir will play.
1: Okay, okay. Let me just let me just kind of uh, illuminate then. Yeah. Ali Gabir is not thirty one. It says on Google that he's thirty one. Oh, but he's, is, he's 29. is he Really? Yeah. Does that sway you in any way? No, no. He's still a late. He's still a he's still a 20s guy. No.
0: But I, 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 that's as thing I th- think I it. think it's broken new ground this really because because I, I never thought Hagazi would be a success, but obviously like everyone else, I've been totally won over. I was like, you're not going to loan a player from Egypt in cent- to play centre half in the Premier League, and he's going to be a success. But he has. And I just wonder if that's been mm. tempered. I think common sense says to me. <laughs> You know, if you look at the, the the many, many, many goals we've had at signing centre and making a success, yep. that you won't. We'll, we'll I recognize
1: this... I recognize that concern because it's almost like you know you kind of it's too good to be true almost to an extent. Ghazi yeah. was had a had a few wobbles, particularly earlier on in the season. He's imperious now, though. largely speaking, he, he looks like he's been playing in the Premier League for the last ten years.
0: So we move on to the to, to the next one. Uh, you mentioned Jakob or Livermore's as players who could potentially go out. Uh, if you could lose one, which one would you lose? Wow, no, that's... no. So that's not. I've probably worded that wrong. Keep which one could you make your piece with going? Oh, okay.
1: Um, that's a really, really good question.
0: So I, I come back to this first? thing because,
1: for example, yeah, okay, when
0: I land and my first, I really, really, really like Claudio Jakob. And earlier on in the season, when um, when Bar- when Barry Kukovac and Livermore were playing, I was advocating that Jakob was the problem. Why? Uh, why not? The problem with Jakob is he's never going to fit in a four four two 4 2 system. He's get, you have already overrunning midfield. Barry doesn't have cover some ground for a man of his age and Jakob just hasn't got that many kilometres in his legs. Um, I would contest that, that for that reason and also for a um, longevity um, reason, which is that in, by next year, both of our starting centre, our centre midfielders, well, one of them won't be there, the other one probably won't play because of his age. I think uh, Livermore... Has it has the potential to be a starting midfielder for Pardieu? So it, with, with a heavy heart, I'd advocate Jacob to leave over Livermore.
1: Okay, so I mean, that, I'm assuming that is a, a a similar scenario to Malumbu when Malumbu left in 2015. Yeah, and everyone thought, oh my god, this guy's 30, 31. He's still, you know, stick with him, Tony. Uh, and, and Pulis decided that that was kind of he wasn't going to uh, offer him a new contract, and away he went. And I suppose the rest is history to a point where you know, Norwich never saw, he didn't see the, day, the light of day at Norwich. No. You know, he, he, uh, he really, really struggled and um, he, he's doing all right at Kilmarnock, but let's be realistic, that's Kilmarnock. So, yeah, I just, um, I've also got the same concerns as you regarding midfield in the summer. Krakowiak looks like he's finally. He, he know, looks great. He's come. He's come to the fore now, and he was absolutely outstanding on on Saturday at Liverpool. And that's the second game at Anfield this season. He's played really, really well. Go on, then, you've 99. got the Barry. Barry's on a one year deal, so potentially you could have Barry out of contract this summer yeah, and then decide yeah. not to renew. You've got Krakowiak, Whether you want him or not, might choose. Well, you know, I want to go and we play in Europe it. again. Yeah. So therefore, you've got Sam Field with Livermore. I, I, I can't really. I can't really. Pinpoint Chris Brunt Really uh, You expect He's going to stay longer But Is he a midfielder Is he a winger Is he a I don't know But anyway uh, I'm putting this off a bit (laughs) I
0: sense (laughs) this The next next word out your mouth Has to be Jakob or Livermore Okay Livermore You'd sell Livermore
1: Yeah I think so Also interestingly I I just Of course Selling on Selling on You know Value As well I I think Livermore Is an England international And he's a couple of years younger I think there's just a bit more value well, in. I'm,
0: I'm glad you said that because we end up. We're, I, I'm glad that we can end our podcast on this note because we always end up agreeing about everything except. Well, we exactly. Yes. So disagree about my last two whole point, things.
1: My, my last point would be Jakob um, is is kind of a low key in terms of you know an ego or anything like that. He's I'm not saying Livermore is, but um, Jakob, you sense would be quite happy coming off the bench to see out matches when Albion are in a. A, a advantageous position and he's a strong
0: option off the bench when you want. Yeah. Earn.
1: He's a strong option as he as he proved on uh, on on Saturday night. Uh and I think he could remain in that role. Yeah. I'm not sure Livermore would be particularly content with, you know, where he is and where he has been in the last few weeks where you know, I, I I just think Jakob can sit there whereas I'm not sure what Livermore would be otherwise if he's not starting.
0: Uh, Joe, well, that's—it's uh, good that we've got some uh, some good news to bring you here at Woman Corner. It's not beyond the realms of possibility if anything else big happens in the next couple of days. We'll be coming at you, but if not, it's usually uh, usually Thursdays, and we've got some good guests coming up now. But thank you for joining us, and uh, onwards and upwards.